Victory 91.5, Grace to Grace. Amen. Beautiful worship song from Hillsong Worship. You know where I heard that first? Victory. <laughs> no, actually not. Joe and Christian. Oh. They were, were Hill and they sang it. I came up after and I said, what was that song? It's so powerful. But most awesome worship songs are first played on That's Victory 91.5. Well, probably nobody else is playing that, but mm-hmm. I just you got to give props where props are due. Mm-hmm. And Christian just tore that one up. She did. Mm. Joe actually said, I can't sing that when I cry too much. He said, she's mm. got to sing it. Well, the first time I heard Oceans was, yeah. was then in, in the studio right here. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And then it was everywhere. Uh, good morning. It's Risenstein. It's Victory 91.5. It's Pentecost this weekend. Hallelujah. 50, 50 days after Passover. Ray Haynes is in teaching on it. You may continue. Why, thank you. Now, <laughs> I would tell you that now we'll post this all to the blog later today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is intentionally a kind of repetitious just because it's such a tough concept. I don't want you to just get a bunch of head knowledge. I want you to get this because it's so important because this is our daily life. If we don't learn faith as Christians, we spend our whole lifetime just struggling. Mm-hmm. And Pentecost is just about faith. And that he will do what he says he'll do. And and sometimes it's just, you know, it's so hard. You think, I, I was thinking at the marriage conference, uh, you know, when you get married and you have these vows and then suddenly you're married and then you start to form these hidden vows because things aren't going the way you think they're going or you get a job or this or that or whatever it is. And and suddenly you just don't even realize that you you almost got this hidden down deep inside of your heart just falling to pieces. And sometimes it just goes on year after year after year until everything just explodes and just falls to pieces. So Pentecost is, is God's answer to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and since I think we all, 100% of us, deal with that, mm-hmm. uh, it's just so important. So I hope that you can... You know, dig in and whether you get it, whether it's here live or you get it later on on the blog. So, break five. What he begins, dot, dot, dot. He's going to finish, right? Amen. Leviticus 23. From the day after the Sabbath, the day he brought the sheaf for the wave offering, count off seven full weeks. Count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath. And then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. Now, do you get that point of faith there? He's saying, here you are. If certain as there's days ahead of you that you can count, this is going to happen. It's almost an assumed thing. He's assuming that you're still going to be around in 50 days, right? So the whole thing is built on the, the reality that God has your future. God has it here. You can look forward to this. So it's not all things in life, but God has this for you. He is your answer. He's waiting here in the future for you. It's okay. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Passover was the crucifixion on a Thursday. Friday night to Saturday night, Sabbath comes next. So the day after the Sabbath, when you start counting to 50, was Resurrection Day, which is 50 days ago. So it's this Saturday night to Sunday, which would have been Resurrection Day 50 days ago. So Jesus comes out of the tomb and into us. 50 days later, the Holy Spirit comes out of heaven and into us. So now... I want to give you a scripture here that can be very, very confusing. And we're just going to, you know, kind of separate it out and show you in the Hebrew why it's a little confusing in English. So it's John 20. So he's just risen from the dead. On the evening of that first day of the week, which is Sunday for us, the disciples were together. The doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came, stood among them and said, peace be with you. 
And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed, I bet, when they saw the Lord again. <laughs> understatements in the Bible. What? Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. All right. So it can be a little confusing because of how he says two things. It really is only confusing in English, not in Hebrew, because it's the perfect tense concept again. But in English, it's, it can be very confusing. So Jesus is beginning something that will actually happen later. So number one is receive the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This mm -hmm. was salvation. Mm -hmm. they're, they're receiving Christ. They'd followed him, put their faith in him, but could not receive him until he rose from the dead, right? It's the same perfect tense concept. Were they saved for the last three years? Yes, but not yet, mm -hmm. right? Same kind of concept. So, and, and listen to the verses here. But if Christ is in you through the body, though the body is dead because of sin, mm -hmm. the spirit of life because of righteousness. So Christ is in you. All right. So he's not really saying the Holy Spirit in this time. He's really saying about himself. He's just using a different phrasing. So right. I am crucified with Christ. No longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Uh, my children with whom I travail again in birth until Christ is formed in you. That's also from Galatians. The last one was too. From Ephesians, that Christ may make his home in your heart through faith. So that's the whole concept of Christianity, that Christ can come and live in you. So even though he says the Holy Spirit, what he's, what he's saying here, he's using that, that perfect tense. He's saying, I'm breathing this now, but I'm getting you ready for what's coming. So... And the other one, just to help you with it, is, and he said, I'm sending you, right? Mm -hmm. Is he really sending them right then? No, because he, he says right, right after that, you need to tarry. You need to wait for the Holy Spirit. So he says, I'm breathing the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you. But neither one of them are happening because it's something else that's happening. Mm -hmm. So that's confusing in English, right. right? So he told them to wait until they receive the Holy Spirit before they went anywhere. Sure. Terry in the city of Jerusalem till you're endued with power from on high. So again, this is the first day of the 50 days, not the baptism. This is receiving Christ. So this is all resurrection day stuff. Day one of counting to 50. So the whole 50 days counting to Pentecost, all about Jesus showing that it is faithful that when he begins, he finishes. Mm -hmm. So that's how we think of it using the English language. In Hebrew, you'd say it more like this. What he does, he does. Mm. Does that make sense? So mm. we say... He begins, he finishes. But in Hebrew, what he does, he does. Mm. It just changes the reality, but it's a different way of thinking. It's it's just how we use verbs. So day one, Jesus rises to life again. We count seven weeks. Seven is the number of completeness and perfection. If All right, so grab around this, a little math again. All right, seven is the number of completeness and perfection. So if week one was about the resurrection mm -hmm. from the dead, week two twice as powerful. Mm. Week three, you double that power. Week four, so something powerful is coming. Mm -hmm. That's the Hebrew of this. So when you count seven weeks and the first week is the resurrection from the dead, you gotta say, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, what in the world? Mm -hmm. How you gotta top that one? Seven times more powerful, mm -hmm. all right? So obviously, if something powerful is coming, it's not about Jesus having more power. He already has all power, right? He's getting ready to give us power. So we're his body on the earth. So he said, greater things will we do. How much greater? It's literally seven times more greater because that's the whole point of waiting for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So go back to the night of the crucifixion. Listen to what he says. 
uh, Philip, they're all talking to him. And he says, show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. And Jesus says, Philip, Philip, Philip. <laughs> Dude, if you looked at me and you saw the Father, you're not really getting this. And so mm -hmm. he said, the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it's the Father living in me mm -hmm. who's doing his work. So right. he's trying to give him the concept here, right? It's like, no, wait, I'm going to live in you, and the Holy Spirit's going to live in you, and it's not you that's doing the work. It's something else. So right. whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. That's what this verse is all about. So um, it's just a really cool journey, but Pentecost is all about taking you to that place, taking you to that next step. Excellent. Ray Haynes in talking about Pentecost. It's Rise and Stein. It's Victory 91.5. More coming up. New garage doors or a rep.